Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Podcast number one. Let's go. This is sick. This is sick. In the new new warehouse? And these chairs are actually kind of comfortable. Yeah. They're really deep, though. They are deep. I, I felt like I... My legs were too short for him at first, but I'm excited about this. Dude, before we jump into the Q and A, I want to do do like, uh, I mean, number one, if you're listening to this or watching this, and you are uh, somebody who, how do I say this? Somebody who has talked to me before, somebody who has been on the show before, um, you'd be a good guest for the show. Like, I basically want it. This is like, like tryout sounds weird, but I want to invite people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I want to get people. Like, this is cool because we can sit down. And do a podcast. I've been podcasting in a little office for so long. And it's so cr- long. it's crazy that it's it's built to what it is from a little office. Like I was thinking about that. I told you yesterday I was I think I was pulling the sled and I was looking around the gym and I was like, dude, this is nuts. Like it's, it's crazy. Just, it's surreal that it's actually happening. And now I'm like, okay, like now that we have this space, now that we have this time, now that we have all this different shit that we can do, it's like so much opportunity. So much opportunity. Like, how do we elevate this? Yeah. Which is, sometimes it's overwhelming because I'm like, fuck, how do we? But then I start getting ideas and I start journaling and I'm just like, let's just fucking build on it. Um, so my point with that is, is like, I, I've already talked to some people, um, Austin Current, uh, those, everybody, Sue, um, Alex Bush, basically the physique development crew. I want to get them out here. Jordan Side and I have talked a little bit. I'm going to text him. I want to get him out here. Sam Miller and I have talked. Brad Jensen and I have talked. Jason Phillips and I have talked. So I basically wanted to start planning like how many, like month after month, like who, who wants to come? We got a lot of time and a lot of people. We have a ton of time. So uh, next week or this week, Cody comes yep. out, Cody Smith, um, really, really smart coach. One of my mentor clients owns a gym out here. Um, and then the next week, the crew's out here. So we'll have... Adam here from London, Lisa from Germany, Lisa from Germany, Caroline from Colorado, um, all of us from Seattle. Super fucking excited about that. Mike will be here a little bit. Um, the intern, he's from here, and then Haley can't make it. She's in Florida, but I'm stoked for that. Be here in spirit. I'm excited for that. We got some like team building, some leadership stuff, some workouts. You're 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 filming some content. Filming some content. That was my point. We're gonna get them on the podcast. We'll do a roundtable. You're gonna luck out because. We're gonna. I'm gonna put them through a brutal workout every morning, but I want you to film it. Oh yeah. So fun. <laughs> you're gonna get lucked out. Um, you don't got to go through it, um, but that'll be good content. I'm excited about that. Um, we're doing like one day of education, one day of leadership. So Andres is gonna come out and do like team building with us. Yeah. That's gonna be really good. And then the third day, I got a surprise for everybody. It's gonna be sick. Been asking him. Won't tell me, but I'm excited. I'm. I'm kind of nervous to be honest. It's good. good. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's one of those. Out. It's a challenge. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um. Uh, but I think we'll bond and we'll have some team building with that too. Um, and then the week after that, Andreas is coming out to do a podcast. So I will be in Sonoma from Monday to Thursday, yep. finally going on my honeymoon. Um, and then Friday, 
Andreas will be here and we're going to do a podcast on, honestly, I think I'm going to do it on his life. That dude Dude has, dude, he is an interesting man. I told him that, you know, the Dos Equis guy. Yeah. Yeah. I told him he's the Mexican (laughs) version of him. Yeah. Like the most interesting man in the world. That's what what the guy's nickname is. Isn't the guy Hispanic? Is he? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. He he's very I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but he's very pale, so yeah. I, I didn't know that. Uh, um, but that would completely make sense. Spanish beer. I mean, I love Dosa Keys too. Yeah. Um, but Andre's gonna come out. I think I'm gonna do like his story because that dude yeah. owns 15 different businesses. He donates more money to charity than I've ever known anybody to donate ever. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um, just a really he builds re- around. Yeah, dude, yeah. and he's such a good dude. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So I don't know much about him, but I'm excited to learn more about him, too. I learn more about him every fucking time we talk, dude. <laughs> it's like crazy how how he has the time in the day to do the shit he does is yeah. crazy and still manage a family and his teams and work out. He fought cancer. He beat cancer. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, he – so he what? went through full cancer chemo. I remember going and eating meals with him when he was, like, wearing beanies to cover his head, like – Full blown, and then he started donating. He completely upgraded all the chemotherapy centers in Seattle at that at that hospital he went to because he went in there. And he said all the walls were gray, everything was like just sad. Yeah. So he went in there and he painted everything like bright green and like brought music. Like the dude, the dude I'm is excited. The dude is insane. I'm excited. That's why I'm mentoring with wow. him. I was yeah. like, when he said he, when he opened the opportunity to do that and said he, that he was doing that, yeah, I was that, like, and what's that program called? Uh, La Tribu, La which Tribu. is uh, Spanish right. for the tribe. Okay. So. I've been working with him and it's just, dude, it's life changing. It's yeah. just, and it's, it's business coaching, but it's not like he calls himself an accountability coach. There you go. I say he's a life coach. Like yeah. it's crazy, but, um, he, he might actually bring me on board to do all the fitness programming because he wants to integrate that for everybody, which was like, I was honored to be the person that he wanted to do that. So that'd right. be cool. Um, more details to come. Yeah. More details to come. Nice. Um, but after that, it's like, okay, who's coming next? Uh, Jordan Duggar and Aaron diamond. They're going to come out too. Um, I just basically have been waiting to finish this place. Yeah, we have like, absolutely. we got to get the mirrors, the quote on the wall, and then the logo, which will be fun because nobody on this knows, yeah, but yeah, yeah. got some changes coming. Um, that'll go up there and that'll be, dude, it's going to have to be like 50 feet. Did you get the whiteboard? The whiteboard, I didn't bring it today. Gotcha. I just didn't know if you pulled out and saw it or anything. I did not. Nice. I, I Hopefully it's a lot not of additions coming. Yeah. Hopefully it's not broken because they broke the last one. They shipped the glass one. Um, but the equipment's done. Everything's done. So now point being is like, if anybody's listening to this, any of the people I shouted out, holler at me so we can set dates. Yeah. Um, if I didn't shout you out and you want to come out and you'd be a good fit for the podcast, hit me up. Reach I would love, yeah, I would love to get people That'd on. Um, you got to bring something. Yeah. You got to be educational. You got to be, have a crazy story, something. So, um, but uh, dude, what are you excited about 2020? Cause I wanted to open up with like, kind of like God. an update. Cause I, I feel like I keep posting on my story yeah. and I'm like, Oh, look at this new thing. Look at this. Yeah. We're changing this. We're moving this. And now finally, this is really week one of us being like in the space yeah. last week was like, we we're here, but it's Christmas. So we were like in and out. This is the first week we're here. And like, my mind has been like just going nuts this week. Absolutely. What are you excited for? Man, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, like, uh, I guess the only answer I can think about is to be more involved with the content. Be, uh, when I say more involved, I mean us being here together, whether it be me being part of this podcast now, whether it be filming next to each other, have our own place to film, just, uh, being more involved with you being, yeah. being present, being, uh, not separated from office to office. Me working at my home, you working at home. Um, 
but yeah, I want to just, we were, uh, we were talking about having our one word for 2020 and stuff. And, you know, I kind of brainstormed and thinking about using the uh, word elevate because I want to elevate my craft. I want to elevate our content creation. I want to elevate everything we do. But then that, that comes with being present, you know, having this warehouse, you know, makes that all possible. So I'm excited for that. Um, it's really weird for me to be in front of the camera on yeah. the podcast. I'm nervous, but I think <laughs> I'll get more and more comfortable with it. And, uh, but same, just filming every single day and creating content in our warehouse. I know it's a boom of performance headquarters, but I just call it the warehouse. I know me too. Yeah. Like it's funny. Cause me and Travis kept, and I'm excited for you to be on the ship more because I think, I think it brings out a better conversation in me. And instead of it just being me, it's yeah. helpful to have multiple people talking and, yeah. um, and you're, you're just as passionate about this brand as I am. So yeah. it's helpful, but it's funny that we kept going like, man, what are we going to call this place? The HQ, the headquarters. Like we kept going back and forth, all yeah. these different things. And we kept calling it the warehouse. And finally I was like, dude, I like the warehouse. Like just dude, keep it I simple. It. The warehouse. Yeah. It's sick. It has a ring to it. It does have a ring to it. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I was telling Shannon yesterday, Cause she was like, we we're sitting, sitting down for dinner and she was basically like, how was the first day of like full work with Travis and everybody that in like doing your thing. And I was like, I have a really good feeling that Travis is going to get way more content done with me. Yeah. Like just how easy it was to finish those things we did yesterday yeah. and how it was just like Smooth. sit down, grind and just nonstop every once in a while. Yo, what about this? What about this? What about yeah. this? And it's just like clockwork rather yeah. than, and you know me, I'm like, do not disturb 24 seven. Yeah texting me and then like two hours later i'm like no change this yeah. <laughs> it's just like so delayed dude it's gonna be a lot more content coming out i, I would really love because this is like i've said this before on the podcast i would love for the people listening to email me or message me or however you guys like communicating better like give us what you have enjoyed the most or what you want to see more of yeah, yeah yeah because i think that like at the end of the day, like there's certain things that I think are really cool, but that's not always what is applicable to people or what people want to see and learn more. And that's why like we've been doing more of those coaching videos. Cause I got a lot of good feedback. People are like, keep doing these cause it helps me yeah. learn what the fuck to do in the gym. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're just going to do more of these. And now we're going to film basically every Tuesday, Thursday, we're going to drop a video on coaching cues, excuse me, for a specific movement. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening and you're like, yo, I want more podcasts than this, or if you like watching the podcast, if you are watching this on YouTube and you enjoy that more, give us feedback, give us feedback. Like we haven't done YouTube ones in a minute. So like, but we're going to start doing it, especially now that we got this like cool area. Yeah. Turn ramp that up. I've said this to you like eight times. I might get this tattooed on me now. Boot. I told Shannon that last night and she was like, that's not why I bought you that. She found it at Marshall's. It's a good deal. But I mean, if it was a good deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually shit at Marshall's is a pretty damn good deal. I just love like Buddhist shit yeah. and Hindu stuff and I'm not Buddhism. religious, yeah. but I've actually read a full book on Buddhism and it's actually probably one of the most respectable religions because it's not a religion. They actually say it's a philosophy and they mm. accept Christians, Catholics, Mormons, like anybody can come into their temples and because it's, it's not about any one single religion. It's about peace. It's about kindness. It's about giving. It's about stillness and yeah. presence. Um, so I think it's hella cool. But um, one last thing I want to say too before, and then I can kind of go on what I'm excited about. You you mentioned like, okay, so today is, while we're recording, this is New Year's Eve. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about like, what are you excited about? Because it's like, we're, pff, dude, we're stepping into the new year tomorrow. I'm like, 
wrapping up my 90 day outcomes from the last time today. I'm going to take a week to journal and then I'm going to start my new 90 day outcomes to start the year. I've been like just constantly reflecting on the year. And I think one of the coolest things is a year ago, not exactly because it would have been January last year. We sat down, we were like, what's your word for the year? And it was, and I almost can't even remember mine. Do you remember mine? Uh, no, I remember mine though. What was yours? Patience. Patience. That was yours. Oh, did you challenge it? Yeah. Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I absolutely did. Uh, but, but it's a good thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and like talking about like stillness and patience, like I think you've come a long way with that and it's just made your work so much better. Um, mine was very similar to what it is this year, which is elevate last year. It was, I think it was, no, this year it's expansion. Thank you. But <laughs> I was going to correct you, but maybe last year was elevate. See now, like my whole point with this is kind of like, change mine. well now, like the whole point of me bringing this up is just, I have, there's it's pointless yeah. because <laughs> I'm not leading by example, but what I was going to say, it was really fucking cool because last year we were like, what is our word of the year? And I think mine faded off about six months in, like as far as like me repeating it to myself or journaling about it or thinking about it because I had been doing it. You know when like you do a habit so much that it's, you don't think about it. You don't yeah. think about brushing your teeth. Yeah. Like I think it got to that point um, and now I'm ready for a new focus. But the point with that being is like for a full year, we were just like focused on this one idea, this one principle, this one mantra of like everything I do is going to boil down to this one thing. Like everything you did, patience, right? Media, your other job, your girlfriend, your family, your friendships, everything. It's like patience. And yeah. it applies to so many things in your life. And it just lets you elevate, for lack of better terms, everything. So like people listening, it's about to be 2020. What's your word? Like boil everything down. Like we, we set goals in our body physically. So our health, our fitness, training, all that stuff. We set goals in our personal life. So our being, we call it emotional, spiritual, uh, mindset, confidence, certainty, everything like that. Then we set goals in our relationships and then we set goal in our business, our finances. But if you have one word that kind of encompasses it all, I feel like it allows you to progress in those things so much better and it ties everything together. It kind of is like that glue that brings everything together. And like, not that many people do that. Like have one fucking word for it. And I commend you for sticking to that the whole year, dude. Now we've already been talking about like, what's the word for this year? We started talking about it in Arizona and we were driving and we're like, what is word? I think that's when I said elevate in the car. I was like, elevate is the word. But then the other day we were talking, I was like, no, dude, it's expansion. And for me, the reason it's expansion, this is why I'm so excited about 2020 is because I feel like let's go there. I was talking to somebody like it's, it's almost been a decade that I've been coaching people. So I'll turn 28 in 2020 and it'll be 10 years of coaching. Now the first year of my coaching, I was coaching people for free. I was writing programs for months. It was the lowest level of coaching, but 10 years of coaching of nonstop of just progression and just like literally never straying the path. Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's crazy because it, it feels like it flew by. Like, I can't believe it's been 10 years of like being in this industry. But now we're in a position where like we have our ideal office. We have a full space to train and record. We have the fundamentals and we've built our foundation around what leads to progress in our business, what leads to better content, what leads to better connection with people, with our clients, with our followers, with the listeners. Like what, like I have the formula for what creates good content. And and what I mean, good content, I don't mean likes. I mean, what actually helps people like, and I think that was like a big talk or big focus of my talk in Arizona was like, you're not just focusing on impressions of how many people are liking your posts. Like, are you affecting them positively? And like, 
educating them yeah. and like it lasts. But I think like now we're in this position where I like we're finishing 2019 and 2019 was honestly a whirlwind. Like it was hands down best year of my life. I could easily say the same, yeah. dude. It's just so crazy. And, and on every front, like me and Shannon got married. You spoke at my wedding. Blakely grew like a fucking weed. It's insane. The business grew. We reached more people. We traveled. I spoke more. The team grew. Like there's just so – we have the warehouse. There's just so many cool aspects. And I feel like now I'm in a position where it's like the the building's never done, but the foundation is built. And it's like I finally feel like, okay, now I have this really hard foundation to stand on and build from. And I know what I want. And it took all of 2019 to get really fucking clear. I actually think it wasn't until – December on our way to the airport when we were leaving Arizona. And I remember looking at you and that's when I said elevate. I was like, dude, I have the, I have complete clarity now. Like I finally see what this is going to be and where it's going to go. And for people listening, it took fucking nine years. I was going to say, you built that foundation for nine years. Mm -hmm. You poured the concrete, you poured, you know, made that foundation for 10 years. Now you have that foundation, like you said, to build on. Yeah. And that, this is a weird analogy, but, and I'd use this with nutrition. So it's funny you said it like that. Once you build the house on that foundation, it'll last much longer because the foundation is so sturdy. Yes. You rush a foundation, the house is going to crumble. So I'm excited for 2020 because yeah. I finally feel like I have all my ducks in a row to push so much harder and further to help people in a way that we've never been able to help them because we have a platform and a foundation to help them on a completely different level, yeah. to give them more opportunities, for us to use more opportunities. Like the potential is insane. It's almost overwhelming. But it's like definitely. I wake up fired Dude, up I, lately. This this warehouse put so much motivation into my pep in my step. Yeah, it's out of control. I fucking love it. It's out of and that's that's one of the cool things. Driving here, I'm just like, dude, I can't wait to open that door. I love it, dude. That's the, the, one of the coolest things. I told Shannon, Shannon this the other day. Like one of the most rewarding things lately or this year, um, and, and it's it, it's not more rewarding necessarily than like some of the transformations we make and the the effects we have on clients. But I've been able to have that effect on people for a while now, so I'm, I'm familiar with that. There you go. Still love it. Yeah. It never gets old. That's why you do it. But this year was the first time I've ever really felt the fulfillment of the team and, like, seeing – like, this is a random example, but Tori just got a new house. Yeah. And, like, that's super fucking cool. And she has this opportunity to help me grow and help her grow, and she's setting up things within the business, and she's doing her own thing. She's got her own space in her she, house. She has her own office in there now. She has her own schedule she can dictate. Lisa messages me all the time and she's like traveling the fucking world, coaching people, doing what she loves. Like there's nothing cooler than that. You have this place that you can go any day, every day to do what you love. Like, like that shit is crazy, crazy. to me, but super, super fulfilling. Took, took a lot of hard work. Well, and, and it takes passionate individuals. Yeah. Like the cool thing I will say too, is everybody on the team is so unbelievably passionate about this too, that it's, it's literally like the justice league. Of the fitness and nutrition yeah, space. I saw it in Mike too. Just like the passion. Yeah. I love that. Dude. And, and I think that like one thing, and this is the last thing I'll say about this and we'll jump into the Q and a, but I was talking to Andreas actually yesterday and we were talking about like, okay, like what is this year about? Like, what do you want to strive for? And I see a lot of companies that I actually wrote about this in my newsletter this morning. I see a lot of companies and I've seen this for the last however many years. Most people want quick fixes, they want convenience, they want immediate gratification, and they have unrealistic expectations for their results based on comparison that they find on social media of people who are unrelatable. 
they're Instagram models, they're genetic freaks, so on and so forth. And that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with those people. And some of them, there's, I have friends that are genetic freaks that are amazing coaches. So there's nothing wrong with that. But my point being is everybody wants like quick, 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 quick. So these companies are creating algorithms and templates and very automated processes that are cheap and quick, but they don't last long. And I've been screaming longevity and individualization and, and honestly, like invest more time, invest more money in yourself because it's not expense. It's an investment in your health, in your body, in your life. And I've been pushing that for so long and I feel like it's finally getting momentum and I see the future of our industry that just taking over and all these algorithms, quick fixes, templates, all these bullshit approaches that aren't tailored to the individual are just falling apart and I don't see them growing. And for me, I'm like, okay, how do I come into this space and help push that message that a tailored approach is the exact approach you need, right? An individual approach yeah. is the exact approach you need. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to invest in it because it's like, hey, we're going to spend a month building your base, building your foundation, building, priming your body. You're not going to see a bunch of weight loss, but this is setting you up for years of, of consistent success with your body. And that scares people because they're like, I don't want to waste a month. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but you're going to waste a, a year after you buy a 12 week quick fix. Right. And it's going to be miserable to get to the process. But nonetheless, like I'm super excited that we're growing to a point where we can push that message because I think that there's like only a small amount of like we're the minority. It's like 10 percent of the industry is pushing this message. And I feel like that 10 percent is just getting more and more and more powerful. It's only so 10%. wild. Oh, because well, dude, like 80 percent is just. I mean, the supplement industry, um, shout out to Top Notch Nutrition, because I think that they're kind of a, a different breed when it comes to that. But most supplement companies, infomercials, marketing, all this bullshit is, is basically just pushing quick fixes. Yep. Because it makes money. It makes money. And don't get me wrong. I want to be shredded all the time by tomorrow. <laughs> like I want to yeah. be shredded. I want to be jacked. I want to eat as many calories as I can. I want to make more money. I want to have more happiness. I want to have no stress. I want all this right away. But that's not life. Yeah. That's not reality. Yeah. And I think that's where people need to find coaches that are honest and will help push the message of like, what is reality? Um, and we're, we're doing that. So I'm excited for 2020 because I think that we are finally in a position where I feel really confident and like, like almost to the point where it's like, I finally got my loudspeaker and yeah. I'm like, I'm ready to fucking jump or like I got a trampoline. I can jump so much higher. And it's like, you have a platform. It's, it's, and it's not even a platform like from a social perspective. It's a platform from a warehouse and a network perspective. Yeah. I've spent so much time the last three years going to events, going to seminars, going to workshops, texting people, making connections through podcasting, emailing to the point now where I have so many friends in the industry that I can text on a dime and they would jump on a call and, and help me out and I would help them out and they would fly out here and hang out with me. Like that's hard to find and that's built through friendships and networking and that's helped that platform so much as well. Um, but I can't fucking wait for 2020. I had to rant a little bit while we're here because this is the first, this is day one of podcasting in the new studio. Yeah. Um, this is the perfect fucking picture behind us. That's it so says, sick. remember why you started, which is really like the theme of everything in my being lately because one thing I've been trying to do the last three months especially, but I would say the last six months of 2019 was find clarity on why I started this what I love doing and pushing that more. There's so many coaches in the industry that go from being a trainer to a business coach yeah. or they like already have plans of becoming a business coach before they even master training. And it's like almost like that's the proper evolution, which I think 
for some people it's fine. Like Jason Phillips is one of my best friends. He's amazing at business coaches, but that's business coaching. But that's why that's like becoming his one thing. Yeah. 13 years after coaching people, like 13 years of nutrition coaching before doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think people rush into that. And for me, like it was almost like, am I supposed to do that? And like, I had to like pull myself back and, and constantly be like, remember why you started. And it's cool because I told Shannon, I've talked to Shannon about this so many times. She was the one that found this picture. She's like, I think it's perfect for you. And it's so true, man. Like I've never been so happy being a nutrition coach and a trainer in my life. Like, and I take pride in it. And it's like, I get so fired up for new clients to start them through this process and get them to their end result and send them on their way with better results that they can sustain. Cause I taught them how to do it. Like just as excited now as I did years ago, actually even more because I know so much more now and I have so much more of an effect on behavior change and how to create change in people. But, um, I'm, I'm fucking ranting now, but I'm just like beyond grateful for what we have right now. And like excited doesn't even ecstatic doesn't even explain it. And that's like the most extreme definition of excited. I believe it doesn't, it doesn't do it justice. Like I'm on another world. I, I agree. I like ecstatic, but there is a word I'm trying to think of that's even more than ecstatic, and I, that's how I feel. Jubilant. Jubilant. No, I'm I'm ecstatic. Two, two, 2020. I told you, I just I'm so motivated. Yeah. I'm grateful too, man. I'm not even going to get into that conversation because it will go on forever. But I'm very grateful for the opportunity you've given me, and I hope to take it to the top level. By, well. I mean. There was, I mean, there was people, <laughs> there was people and they were coming up to you too in Arizona that yeah. were like, how do you do this? And like, what's like, what's next? I was like, just wait, just fucking wait. They're saying to you, how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. And the end you, they yeah. were asking you hella questions yeah. and like, it's just like passion, man. I love it. It's exactly. I absolutely love it. You have to fucking love yeah. this I shit. I actually started, I started loving it because I love, you know, editing. I love taking photography. I love doing that, but like like more and more I work with you, it's more now. Like even after that conference, I mm -hmm. said to my girlfriend, I said to you and said to myself, man, it's like I'm doing it to make an impact now. Yeah. Like I saw all the people there and the people that watch your content. I'm like, I have a whole different reasoning of making this content now. Yeah. Like it's not like just because I love do doing the editing. It's like, wow, people are watching my stuff and loving it and it's educating them. I know you're the source of it, but uh, I'm putting it out. But I can't, I, I literally physically can't do it without yeah. you. That's the cool part. And I think that like when you have a purpose behind what you do, it makes everything so much different, dude. More enthusiasm, more recent. Yeah. You know so what I mean? So much different. And that's a why like different aspects, going yeah. back to, again, remember why Absolutely. you started. Like, I think that for me, like that's something I always try to remember is like, I remember how shitty I felt when I was overweight and unhappy, like right after high school, when I gained more weight and I was just like in a rut, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I wasn't motivated yeah. and low key depressed, like yeah. just doing nothing with my life, horrible grades, not going to good school, like nothing. And there's nothing driving me. There's no career I wanted. And I was just like, what the fuck? And the process of transforming my own body gave me so much confidence and happiness and gave me a new hobby, gave me a new career. Like I think about that and I'm like, that's why I started this yeah. because it get, like, that's what that passion is, is like it constantly reminding myself of that is like the passion that consistently drives me. Yeah. And then that allowed me to help people. And then when you come on board, you allow me to, again, going back to the megaphone, like you basically help me with the yeah. megaphone, yeah. expand it even more, bigger reach, louder message, more clear message. Um, 
And I would say too, like a more aesthetic message, because when you see something that's aesthetically appealing, a picture, a video, an infographic, we want to dive into it more because yeah. it looks good. Yeah. And then when they dive in, it's not just a pretty picture. There's so much more depth to it. Education. Um, and that's what is creating that impact. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I couldn't do it without you. So it's like, it's, it's, but we have that drive because that's so fucking cool, man. It is cool. I could I could literally talk on the soapbox for hours on this shit, but let's get onto the let's get onto the Q and A. So um, this Q and A is uh, this is an elite member Q and A. So these are um, we have a small amount of questions that we took from the elite membership site. This is the training membership site where we deliver daily workouts, weekly workouts, periodized approach for months and months in advance um, through the True Coach app. But there's also a Facebook group where I do live Q and As. I answer questions. I critique form. Um, it's really like. It is our like online trainer in a group setting for an affordable price. And I stand by like the quality of programs. In fact, like uh, Chad Gable, um, one of the guys I'm working with WWE, I can't shout out somebody else, but I'm going to be working with another person in, in the WWE soon. And he messaged me literally like he was like, I haven't had this much fun training in so long. It's insane. And, like that was super powerful to me because not only is he getting crazy results, I mean, he's PRing, he fixed his shoulder um, issues and he's looks shredded on stage in the ring on TV, yeah. but he's doing like, I actually built a program off of the program I'm using for him inside the elite and a bunch of people are doing it. Um, so that's like one of the biggest benefits to me is like they have fun. Yeah. And like, I think people forget about that, but this is a kind of like a, an exclusive Q and a, we're going to do these periodically where it's just questions from the elite members. So they get access to like, they get access to these private Q and A's every week, but I wanted to bring it live to the podcast. Yeah. So, um, I'm we'll start gonna, with the question. I'm, I'm gonna, just going to host it. <laughs> yep, exactly. And you're going to be hosting most of these. I'm going to put my shit on Do Not Disturb. I just got an Apple Watch again. I wasn't wondering what that beeping noise was. Yeah, and it keeps beeping because I have a lot of reminders and calendars. You know how that is. We're 30 minutes in. Let's rock. Yep. All right, so the uh, first uh, question is from an elite member called Colleen Baker. How do you know when – how do you know when you are finished with a cut if you are not gearing up for a competition or a photo shoot? I think there's a lot of signs. So number one, are you at your goal, right? So like if you are setting out to ha to accomplish any type of fat loss, uh, goal, outcome, desired, whatever, are you there yet? Like, I mean, that's the first, the first sign, right? The second sign would be timeline. So, um, if you get in timeline should be in place before the cut goal, desired outcome should be there. So I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, cool. How long are we going to take to get there? 12 to 14 weeks. Always give yourself a two to four week buffer. So like let's say 12 to 16 weeks. That's three to four months. That's typically an ideal range for an aggressive cut. If you are obese or you have a lot of weight to lose, um, or even if you want to take a very slow gradual approach, I have a, a power lifter who I put in a cut and we cut for like six months straight. But with power lifting, she's training to be as strong as fucking possible on the platform so if I cut aggressively, her energy would drop, her performance would drop, she wouldn't win powerlifting. We wanted to get to regionals, which she did. Yeah. Um, so what we did with her is very, very, very slow cut with refeeds. So it's like she's losing a quarter to a half pound a week. Like it's like a snail's pace. Yeah. But by, by six months, she's down, you know, a solid amount of weight. In some weeks, she would lose a pound, some others um, less. But This uh, is a prep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that one was six months, and then she had a meet, so we refueled before the meet, and now we're back in another one because now she wants to drop another weight class because if she dropped a weight class and kept strength, she would smash people. She's basically the lightest person in her weight class, so 
she didn't win regionals like she wanted. I mean, she got to regionals. That's huge. Um, especially as a solo and independent sport. Yeah. But, um, because of that, we're going to try to get her into the lower weight class because she would be the heaviest in the lower weight class. She would probably be the strongest. Um, but she's got a cut to get there. So, Dope. but the point being is like, that was a longer cut, less aggressive. If pure fat loss is your goal, I probably wouldn't do that. I would probably say like, Hey, let's cut for 12 to 16 weeks, take a solid diet break period of time, which could be two weeks, could be six weeks of full maintenance phase, or it could just be a two week diet break where you just stay at maintenance and then you get back into a, a less aggressive cut and then slowly get more aggressive as the cut proceeds. But first thing is, what is your goal? Second thing is, what's your timeline? Um, so if you hit your goal and you are before the timeline, stop cutting. There's no reason, even if you plan 16 weeks of dieting, but you hit your goal by 10, get the fuck out of the deficit. There's no reason to be in a calorie deficit. Um, if you reach the 12 week period of time, and that's like the lower end of the, the range that you set out. So you set for 12 to 16 weeks and you started to cut and you get to week 12 and maybe you're not at your goal yet, but you feel like shit, get out. There's no reason to be there anymore because your biofeedback's horrible. Um, if you get to week 12, you're almost your goal and you feel great, keep going, finish out the 16 weeks. Um, but if you get to 16 weeks and you are not at your goal, you are much better off getting out of the deficit, taking a diet break, and then getting back into the deficit for a, an extended period of time, which could be another four weeks, could be another six weeks, probably smaller than that 16 week original period. But getting out of that, it's just like, think of like, I think people have this issue with uh, diet breaks, but they don't have an issue with deloads. Deloads make so much sense. If you train hard every week for 16 weeks straight, you're going to wreck your body. Your joints are going to be sore. You're not going to be recovering. You're probably going to have your testosterone is going to drop. All these hormones are going to, there's going to be a cascade of events with cortisol. So it makes sense. Take a week to do lighter training within that period. Take a deload week, give your body a break and then go on. It's like work. You work Monday through Friday, you take the weekend off so you can recharge for the next week. But with dieting, people are like, oh, no, I just keep dieting, keep dieting, keep dieting. It doesn't make any sense. Again, going back Such to those templates and algorithms, yeah. people will put them in a template that get, puts them in a deficit, and it just keeps going until you hit your weight goal. But it doesn't factor in your hormones, your stress levels, your yeah. family, um, mental state. But so with a diet, it's like, okay, if you hit that 12 to 16-week period and you start experiencing diet fatigue, you need to get out. That's probably the biggest telltale sign. All biofeedback in general as well. Um, Stress, sleep, sex drive, um, cravings, um, irritability. If your performance is dropping too much, you should aim to maintain your performance. You're probably not going to hit PRs if you're in a good deficit. However, you should be trying to uh, maintain your weights in the gym of what you're lifting. Um, so if you can do those things, you can keep going. But I would say if, you're, if your weights start declining, you notice muscle mass dropping like significantly. You can see it. If your stress is too high, your sex drive drops off, if you're getting your hormones tested and things are lowering too much, um, or if you have any form of diet fatigue, which is basically like you have no motivation to go to the gym, you have no motivation to track your macros, you have no motivation to continue dieting whatsoever, and you have a lot of cravings, that's a really good mental cue that you need a diet break, you need to slow down. So I will take people through and I'm always asking them, like, how's your motivation? How, like, how do you feel going to the gym? Like, are you amped up or are you avoiding it? Do you have any of these diet fatigue symptoms? And if there's a yes anywhere in there, I'm like, okay, diet break, refeed. Like, let's keep, let's pull back a little bit and then get back to it. Like we might be on week six, but I'm yeah. like, Hey, we're going to pull back and then we'll get back into it in a those week just, or two. Those are biofeedback questions. And if you get one of those yeses, it's hundred percent. Exactly. It. It's, and as soon as I see that, if I give them a diet break, cause, cause it's like the now the best analogy I can think of is, is people say they don't have time to meditate and my response is when you meditate, you make more time because when I meditate, I slow down. I think 
I create clarity, I create stillness. And then when I get back to work, I'm actually more efficient, more productive because I meditated. So I take time to meditate so that I can work faster when I get back to work. But if I don't meditate, I'm more anxious and stressed. So when I go back to work, I'm less productive. I'm more distracted, right? So you're spending time to make time. Yeah. You're spending money to make money. A diet breaks the same way. I take a break so that when I come back to the deficit, my body's responding to it way better. Um, and I think that's the hard part because we spend a week or two doing a diet break. I gain a couple pounds of water weight. I'm feeling sluggish. Like my gym sessions probably feel good because I have energy, but you feel like you're not in the diet. It's not as motivating. But once you step back in there, your body's going to respond better. Yeah. So um, long story short, Colleen, if your timeline is up and you're feeling any type of diet fatigue, it's time for a diet break. Um, if you have gone 12 to 16 weeks, I would say it's time for a maintenance phase of at least three, but probably four to six weeks before you go back into a deficit to start cutting again. Love it. I think that's a pretty solid answer. Yeah. All right, we'll go on to the next question. Uh, Steven Davis, how do you establish which movements are helping you grow more muscle? Mm. How do you establish which movements are helping you grow more muscle? <clears throat> I think that this is completely individual. So I think there's a, there's a lot of talk about like what are the best movements um, so I have a couple thoughts on this. I think that there's a lot of people that say like the best movements are blank. I think the problem with the best movements being blank is it depends on so many different things. Yeah. Um, it depends on your, your, uh, biomechanics, your, uh, limb lengths. Yeah. So for example, a back squat and a front squat are going to have two completely different benefits depending on how long somebody's femur is, how long somebody's torso is and their core stability. So for me, I like a front, I'm built more for a front squat. Um, uh, there's like shorter people are, are do great with, uh, back squats, uh, really tall people with long femurs do horrible with back squats. It just turns into a good morning because when they do a squat, their butt goes way far back. It's more of a hip hinge. Yeah. But a shorter person, um, I'm, I'm more built for front squats because I'm, I'm slightly shorter, but also I have, I've always had bad core stability. So like my low back gives out pretty easily. So for the front squat, I'm forced to rib cage down, stay in neutral spine. Um, it's something I could probably improve if I spent a lot of time working on it. I just don't have the desire to. I'd just rather front squat. Um, but like, for example, a, a basketball player who has really long femurs, I'm probably not going to do a ton of back squats because their femurs are so long, they're going to sit way into it. They're not going to build much quad. It's going to be a ton of glute and it's going to be a lot on their low back. And I just don't want them having any low back issues when yeah. playing basketball. I might do a, like a box squat so they can go wider stance and stop at parallel, which is also more practical for basketball, just in the sense of like, like think of if you're going to dunk or, or get a rebound, do you, and this always sounds like when I picture it, it looks so funny. Do you squat like ass to grass before you jump? Like no, nobody does that. No. It's like a little quarter squat and then they yep. jump. So I'd rather do a box squat because it's a parallel. It's more applicable to the sport. Absolutely. Um, but the point being is like your femurs are different. Your uh, torso length is different. The stability of a core is different. Um, and that applies to people, the length of people's clavicle, people's posture. So how you determine this, um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting caught in mouth today, dude. Um, how you determine this, I think there's a scientific element that has nothing to do with your levers and your mechanics. And you have to think about what is placing maximal t load and tension on the muscle without placing too much load or tension on the joints. Yeah. 
in attendance. Um, so like uh, Chris Bearcat, actually a good friend of mine, did a, a research study showing like how the varying this can help. So a lot of people say, oh, just do the compound lifts. Just squat bench, deadlift, you'll build muscle. Well, the problem with that is, is you're hitting each muscle through a specific range of motion, a specific pattern, which is limiting the recruitment of other fibers and its ability to grow in different ranges. So, and I'm not an expert in biomechanics, but I know enough to program design really well in the sense of like, he, their study used a curl. So they did uh, nine sets of curls, right? Same load, same volume, everything, which most science will say if, if volume is equated and it's all equal, your results will be the same. But then they had a second group that did three sets of shoulders extended hammer curls. So basically shoulders pulled back, neutral grip, and then shoulders neutral, so at, at your side, and then shoulders flexed, which would be in front of you. Same volume, everything, and the group that varied the positioning of the joint built more muscle, which tells us we can do just as much volume, which means we're not going to damage the central nervous system more um, or our joints more while just varying the angles. So part of it is like how do we maximally load the muscle? while varying the joint angles. The other part of this is mind-muscle connection, which doesn't get enough, um, I would say, doesn't get enough uh, credit inside the scientific community or the evidence-based crowd for the most part because it's really hard to study that in a test because it's a skill. Yeah. Um, like for you and I, we could both do a curl and I could fire my bicep like that instantly and you might have trouble getting it to fire. Why? Because I train more than you and I've trained longer than you. So I've had more practice. Yeah. A pitcher can throw a ball a specific way. I look really dumb throwing a baseball. Why? Because I don't practice throwing a baseball. If I did it every single day, I'd get good at that, the mechanics of throwing a baseball. Yeah. So there's a skill behind it. So I think that part of the best way to find the best exercise to build muscle is going to be A, how do we vary the angles while maximally loading the joint? So um, that's going to be placing your levers in a good position for strength profile and resistance curve. So how do we, like a cable curl has a continuous resistance curve where a dumbbell does not. Um, so we can challenge our body through different resistance curves by using cable, machine, dumbbell, barbell, kettlebell. We can vary the joint angles by being in extended, flexed, or neutral positions, and that's usually for your limbs. Um, and then lastly, we're going to find them just the movements that work best for you. Like for me, glute ham raises and Nordic ham curls are the best hamstring developers possible because they just work great for me. My hamstrings light up. Uh, for other people, an RDL is going to be that or a lying hamstring curl. So I think it's it's really – in some people, it's a seated leg curl versus a lying leg curl. For me, it's a lying versus a seated. So it, I think it really depends. Like you have to get in tune with your body, experiment. It's not, it's not A and B. No, it's never A and B. It's yeah. all individual. And it just – you have to have that experience of going through different things and seeing which ones work best for you. And that's okay that it's different than other people. There's no right answer. Like if somebody else is doing the best quad exercise, it is for them. Yeah. Um, so it's a hard answer to, to say, but I would say experience – and then again, maximizing load, tension, strength curve, resistance curve, um, and then what works for your biomechanics and your levers. Love it. That's a great answer. It depends. It's always, it depends. All right. Uh, <coughs> we have another question from Colleen Baker. Uh, what is the best strength pro training program in the elite for endurance athletes to follow? Mm. That's hard. Um <laughs> You guys are going to laugh. It depends. It depends on what your goals are outside of endurance. So I would say if you are looking to improve endurance, 
I would probably go with resilient. It's one of the programs in there that's full body and there is a sustainable and a more like a lactic day, a glycolytic day of conditioning. So there's one day that's like more longer durations. And if you're an experienced endurance, you could literally double the durations because your aerobic capacity is just greater than most people. Um, but for example, 20 to 30 minutes on the rower at a sustained pace. So this is a pace that you could repeat for longer than 30 minutes, but you're just going to do it for 30 and you're going to sustain it that whole time. Um, and then the next day is more of a glycolytic day. So we're doing something like an assault bike and we're going past the point of just ATP or just anaerobic uh, metabolism and energy systems, meaning we're going past 15 seconds. 15 seconds all out is like enough to be quote unquote high intensity. When you're pushing 40, 60, 120 seconds of like a hard pace, not a sustainable pace, meaning when you hit 60 seconds, you are done. Your legs are full of lactic acid. You're burning. Your heart's through the roof. You're going to take a four-minute rest, and you're going to repeat. But it's not high intensity in the sense where we're doing short bursts with shorter rest periods. It's it's a long burst of hard effort, not maximal, but hard effort. Um, and this is like OPEX has a really good way of, of like – nicknaming these they call them gain sustain and pain and i love it because sustain is the aerobic you've got to sustain this pace gain is that short period of time where you're being powerful and explosive um and then pain is like this what i'm talking about glycolytic 60 seconds of the assault bike non-stop is just brutal yeah um but resilient has two days like that and then it has like full body quote-unquote functional training that I think is more bodybuilding focused. And I like that for endurance people because the thing I like to focus on with endurance athletes is, yes, we want to focus on some low rep stuff and some strength. But more than that, we want to do high rep stuff that is uh, controlled and has a lot of variety with quote unquote functional movements because that's going to be joint friendly and tendon friendly and ligament friendly. The hard part about endurance sports is your ligaments and joints take a beating. So if we can do strength training, that's going to benefit those joints, tendons, and ligaments and help you strengthen joints, tendons, and ligaments, um, which nutrition is going to play a big role in that too. Um, I think that's going to be your best bet. So resilient is a program in there. It's very similar for people not in the elite, something like FIT, which is functional intensity training, a program that we released. We'll link in the show notes that that one is very similar to resilient. Um, it was actually built off of what I created in resilient and that one does a very similar thing, but that's probably going to be your best bet if you're an endurance athlete. FIT is a, the ebook that you released. Yep. Yep. yep exactly. All right, cool. That was, uh, let's do Claudia Grant Granville. How does one with lower back injury, Build lower body strength and definition without risking injury. How does one with low back injury build lower body strength and definition without risking injury? This one is tough because it's so dependent on like defined back injury, yeah. right? Like I think, uh, do you have a bulging disc? Uh, do you have a lumbar issue? Do you have a QL issue? Um, do you have scoliosis? Like, is it a hip issue? Um, do you actually just have really, really fucking tight glutes or really, really tight hip flexors? Because a lot of times it's like, okay, well, we're going to do um, daily uh, PRI breathing with with stretch release stuff. So I want you to get in hip flexor position and do deep breathing and then a glute stretch position, do deep breathing. And we're going to do some hip mobility. And you're going to do that in the morning, five hours away from your training. So you can go through these stretchings and it's not going to affect your strength later. Um but if you have scoliosis, if you have a joint issue that is not something you can fix by stretching and doing a mobility flow, it's a different story. So assuming I'm not trying to diagnose or fix this low back issue and just work around it, um, usually the best bet is going to be, I mean, I would stay away from a barbell almost always unless you're doing like... If you have any any kind of lower back issue? Yeah, for the most part. I think a lot of people 
if you're in a if you have a low back issue, you're you're walking up to the barbell in a very vulnerable position. You're basically asking to just aggravate it, right? Especially if you put the bar on your back. Yeah. Definitely not going to do that. And if you're going to deadlift, pull off the floor, probably a trap bar elevated. Um, so I would probably go with the trap bar elevated if you're going to do it that way because it's a little bit more quad dominant. You can stay a little bit more upright and you can elevate it so it's not pulling from the floor. Um, but otherwise, you're going to front load everything. Zercher or front squat, um, landmine squat, anything that's front loaded is going to basically force you into um, a posterior tilt of your hip. And that's going to kind of shift your hips forward activate your core more, pull your rib cage down, and it's going to stabilize you. So you, you basically don't go into like duck butt where you have yeah. that big curve on your low back, um, that anterior pelvic tilt. Um, and, it, and again, like a lot of people, I think the core should be something that intuitively just fires. When you pull a bar off the floor, when you squat deep, your core should ignite on command. You shouldn't have to think about it because you're not going to think about it when you got a bunch of weight on your back. Um, but if you're core doesn't fire that way you have to start in incorporating reactive core drills where you're doing like a plank and you're just like turning on the core as hard as you can turning it off turning it on as hard as you can turning it off and when you turn it on you're driving your elbows in the floor you're squeezing your glutes squeezing your quads locking everything out you create maximal tension and then rest maximal tension and rest you're just teaching it to turn on um, or you're doing reactive stuff where like we used to do this one looks funny but we used to do this with athletes where you have a sandbag and you tie bands to it and they hug the sandbag and we're like, there's like three of us pulling the sandbag, trying to get it out of their grip. And they have to like resist all these different, different resistance pulling from different areas, right? And it's anti-rotation, it's yeah. stability, it's trunk stiffness, it's all these different things. Um, you should be doing more anti-rotation. You should be doing uh, trunk stiffness stuff like tall kneeling pile-off presses, bird dogs, bird dog one-arm one rows, dead bugs, breathing drills. So you should really be working on a lot of things right now. But if I'm going to help you build muscle in that process, which is I've had to do this personally, I'm working on core stability. I'm working on stiffness. I'm working on reactive core training. I'm working on hip mobility, but I still want to build muscle in the process. Unilateral work, everything. Like literally take everything and make a single leg because yep. it, I can do a 200-pound squat, right? And that's 100 pounds per leg. 200 pounds on my back, 100 pounds per leg, essentially, yep. if I'm squatting evenly. But that's still 200 pounds on my spine. So if I do a... 50-pound dumbbell Bulgarian split squat. So I have two 50-pound dumbbells. It's still 100 pounds per leg, but it's half the load on my spine. Yeah. So I'm distributing the load evenly on the muscle just as a squat and half as much on my spine. That's going to be a way safer way to do it. So squats become lunges, Bulgarian split squats, regular split squats, walking lunges, uh, step-ups, um, RDLs and deadlifts become staggered RDLs, hip thrust, glute bridge, step-ups again, um, any variation of single leg stuff. And then last but not least, you can do a lot of machines. So add a ton of volume and accessory work. So you can do like, a, for example, a dumbbell elevated split squat for like high reps. You can go really light, but have your feet elevated so it's a massive range of motion. Do 20 reps per side. Do leg extensions. Do lying leg curls. Do things like that because you aren't loading the spine at all. You're yeah. literally just sitting there. So it's not as functional. It's not as athletic. But in the meantime, you can build muscle mass while saving your low back. Yeah. So for the most part, like I'm a huge fan of anybody has low back issues is like train the things you need to train to fix the issue, but then just unilateral everything else. Everything becomes single leg. If I remember correctly, you were telling me about the unilateral. You were saying you had to do that same thing you kind of explained when you were rehabbing your knee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just went everything unilateral. Just for different purposes. Yeah, right? exactly. So like Not with, lower back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With that, it was two things. Number one, I had to build – tendon strength. I had to build, uh, my quad back up, my hamstring back up to support my ACL, things like that. Um, and I didn't want to use 
back squats or front squats, stuff like that. Because when you have a surgery like that and you go and do a squat, your hips shift to the good side because your body compensates. So I'd be squatting super heavy on my right side and staying away from my left side naturally. But if I go with a single leg, I have no choice but to isolate that leg. Um, And then also too, when you're in a cast and on crutches for a long time, your whole body starts getting all shifted weird. So I'm basically shifting and organizing so I would have – uh, more weakness and more likelihood of risking my low back and things like that just because of that. Sure. Um, and then obviously too, like when you go through a knee surgery and you're on crutches and stuff, you lose balance. Yeah. So like, dude, I'll never forget going to PT and just trying to do like a single leg reach and just touch the floor. And I'm like shaking cause yeah. I just had no stability in my knee. So for me, it was like, okay, can I balance on one leg and like touch the chair in front of me? Which if you've been training for seven years and you have to practice eight years and you have to practice touching a chair you're like frustrated beyond belief so it's like man i just want to squat i just want to deadlift uh which i'm excited for my next 90 outcomes because i finally feel i've been working on this for the last probably eight months i had surgery 10 months ago so probably like eight to nine months i've been just rebuilding that knee and i repped out 315 for box squats the other day i repped out like 375 for deadlifts elevated but like my legs are finally like, okay, I feel comfortable pushing load again. So now I'm like, it's on, like, let's get back to like some cool training and stuff. I just yeah. got that assault runner. Yeah. I went on a run on it this morning, dude. Fucking brutal. Crazy. It's so crazy because <laughs> you start walking and it's like, okay, this is like a natural walk, which is cool. Cause like when I'm on calls, I can walk yeah. on it. This is like a, cur- a curved treadmill. Uh, treadmill. Yeah. And it's heavy as shit. The Amazon guys were like, what is this? I was like a treadmill. No, it's not. I was like, yeah, it is. They were like, we've delivered many treadmills before. This is not a treadmill. I was like, it's, it's a special treadmill. But, uh, but you start running and like you basically dictate your own path. Yeah. But like because it's curved, it basically makes your like running gait perfect, which is not reality for most people until you train the running. So for me, you're like, whoa, like yeah. start falling forward yeah. over and over again. But like it starts – like I was just trying to go at a slow pace and you almost can't. Yeah. Like I'm like trying to go slow and next thing I know I'm like sprinting and I like had to stop and like, dude, it's fucking trippy. Wow. We got to get you on it. Wow, I know yeah. you had some knee issues yeah. not long ago. So I'm excited to start programming for you so we can fix dude, that. Like, we're, like you were just saying, like you were, you're uh, just got it now, you know, your foundation, mm-hmm. like you built your foundation now. Now you can keep going and start building on top of that. It's honestly like, it's funny. Cause I was talking about, uh, shout out to jo- Josiah Novak. Um, he had a, uh, a surgery and injury on his elbow in his bicep i think he tore his bicep it was bad ouch and so i'm doing his training and nutrition right now and so he was like man it's it's a mental hit and i was like dude it's all perspective because i remember my first thought was like fuck i'm gonna get fat i can't train Mm -hmm. lose all my strength and then i was like man i remember when i first started training how excited i got about my programming and about hiring a coach and about what can I do with nutrition and everything? And I was like, I just have to have that mind frame again. Yeah. So I got super amped up to program. I hired somebody to help me. I was going to PT. I started getting better with my nutrition. I ended up doing that photo shoot afterwards. But it was like the most excited I've ever been for training in the last five years. And it was because of an injury. So like wow. same thing is like perspective. Yeah. Like is it, a, is it a downfall or is it a chance for you to rise yeah, again? You sure. know? a long deload <laughs> yeah <laughs> super long deload well man uh that was the last question for today that was the last question yep that was a solid q a uh, we're right on time so um last things i will say here guys is a welcome travis thank you you're this on the is, podcast now it's wild but i'm excited man this i'm excited to learn i'm excited to have a co-host yeah 
Um, it's going to benefit me a lot, I think. I've I think so, too. I've been thinking about it, too, and just listening to you one-on-one and not having you record by yourself and stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. It helps me. Like, when, when I look at somebody and, like, explain these concepts, yeah. it makes it so much easier than talking to myself. And yeah. granted, I will say I'm pretty good at talking to myself yeah. at this point. Yeah. But uh, – and I have fun doing it. But it's it's cool to be able to, like – dive even deeper. And if, if something's not making sense, you'll be able to say like, dude, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because you're in the client's shoes. Essentially. Yeah, you're not absolutely. a training expert. So yep. it's going to help to have that feedback absolutely. on the podcast. I thought about that. Um, and it's going to make our content even better because you're going to be learning things and then other things are going to make sense. It's the same thing. Like you started picking up things from editing the podcast so much like that. Our Instagram content got better because you know what I'm talking about and you would pick the right thumbnails. You would title things differently because you're starting to pick up on all these different concepts and For it's sure. just so helpful, dude. Yep. It's collaborative. It's only going to grow. Yeah. No, I, I put this, this is the last piece of it I saw, we'll say going into 2020. I put this in my newsletter today. Last maybe week. it was yesterday or maybe it was my Instagram post. I don't remember. Nobody is self-made. I used to, I remember, so I, I, I loved hip hop. Um, and, uh, everybody always talked about self-made and I loved Rick Ross and Meek Mills, MMG, like their albums were yeah. self-made. And I remember being like, I'm going to get that tatted when I make it. And now I think that's the stupidest fucking thing. I would never get that tatted on me ever because nobody's self-made. The amount of people I have had helped me along my journey. And is, influences. And influenced me. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. The amount of mentors, coaches, trainers, nutritionists I've hired, my team. There's so many fucking people that have helped me become who I am becoming because I'm not even close to where I want to be is insane. So when people say self-made, I think it's just stupid. But my point with that being is like going into 2020, seek help, seek guidance, seek education, seek somebody that can mentor you, seek somebody that can coach you, seek somebody that is doing what you want to do or being the person you want to become and make sure that you're doing whatever you can to surround yourself with the people who are going to influence you in the right way to achieve what you want to achieve in the new year. Amen. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomperformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.